congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. We're going to have guests at the fucking wazoo now. Yeah. Well, no one's got anything better to do. How was the, how was the 12 o'clock Zoom? It was actually pretty fun. Um, we had uh, Megan brought two new people in. Yeah, Lauren and Rachel. And then we had Morgan and um, Kimber from Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And we had two Shonas. Yeah, we had a new Shona that showed up from Dallas. Cool. So she was, cool. that was pretty cool. I mean, I was really some, confused when the new Shona appeared because I was like, she was bald. I was like, what happened to Shona since Friday? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is this a new Shona or somebody got her camera? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I'm a new Shona. <laughs> I was glad Martha asked because I was like, <laughs> It's like, did we have a like serious Britney Spears moment that we need to talk about? Like, I was worried for a minute. Well, as she she explained, she said that her mother had cancer, and so in solidarity. in solidarity with her mother, she shaved her head. And then yeah. after all this happened, she just kept on shaving. I mean, it has to be. She has so, a beautiful head, though, it has man. To be it's so freeing. I to know. Just not have to take care of anything up there. If I had a head that beautiful, I would so shave it. it like did, right now, did, it looked very nice. It looked good. Like it didn't look like when Britney Spears shaved. Yeah. Her head. And yes. you were like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> like, no, Shona's beautiful. Yes. So she really, ro- she's rocking that she's look, rock- man. I did finally actually put my hair dryer away this morning. I did not do anything to my hair today. I haven't done anything to my hair in two weeks. I got tired of tripping over the cord in my bathroom. So I was like, you know what? I don't need this out. I am not drying my hair anytime soon. So You know what I think this is going to do? I think this is going to... Um, rid us of our chemical dependence mm-hmm. no the Maybe. second i have to go see people at work again i will start blow drying my hair and curling it again <laughs> i'm talking about our our dye jobs oh i don't want to talk about it oh no i was like this close to bleaching my hair the other day i was like i could go i could go get stuff and then i heard my hairdresser's voice in my head like if you do that i'll murder you yes <laughs> I exactly. I did get my my dip polish off. Like I got mine off right before they shut everything down. I was like, <laughs> I got to get this off because it does not come off. No, um, yeah. my neighbor had inst- instead of having to wrap your fingers in foil, there you can buy these little. They're almost like a chip clip, but for your finger that holds the cotton ball in place and like kind of forces it to like stay on your finger, like the wrap does. Uh huh. And oh. yeah. And so she she said she put them in a baggie in the mailbox for me. So That's that, smart. Yeah. And then my, my other friend was like, what is this magic witchcraft that you're talking about? And so I said, I told her and she pulled it up on Amazon. They're out of stock till like June because <laughs> everybody you, ordered them. Everyone is like, I have to get it off. Yeah. Yeah. That among, among other things. I mean, the stuff that we're th- that we're realizing we're dependent on. Yes. It's just amazing. Yeah. So I have no fingernails now because I broke them all trying to get the freaking dip polish off. Yeah. Well, I ripped mine off, so I definitely <laughs> don't have any fingernails. No, no. That's not good. So I won't have fingernails for a couple months. Uh, <laughs> I still have my fingernails. I, I think I, I'm the only one that didn't do the dip. 
I put some <laughs> clear coat on. I just started going back to get my nails done. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have pretty nails again. And then as soon as I get it done, boom, pandemic. And it's like, fuck. It's all your fault. <laughs> it all started when you got your nails done. It's because I wanted to be pretty. I'm telling you, this is one thing I never imagined when, um, when I was thinking of what it would be like during a pandemic. No, I never thought about I, my nails. I never thought I'd be daydreaming about my hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> Or just like thinking, because I very famously am not interested in leaving my house. I want to be alone. But even I'm like, what if you just got in the car and drove around for 30 minutes? I'm telling you. What if you just left the house? I have. I was like, what if you just left the house? I gave Alyssa the option to zoom in because Vani zoomed in this time and they live right next to each other. So I thought, oh, Alyssa will do that. She won't want to come out. And Alyssa's like it's fine. I'm coming out. And I asked her again a couple of days later. She says, I'm, I'm coming. I pretty much did the same thing to you today. <laughs> and then Megan's like, um, I'm in my car. I'll be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> it's just like, everybody is so stir crazy that they have to get out of their houses. It's harder when you well, live alone. I, too. Work for, I work for a bank and the banks are still open. So I'm considered essential. So I've been working every day. So I'm not going stir crazy. Well, uh, our audience will want to know that I am still essential and working every day. However, technology, yes, technology has made it possible for me to broadcast from my house for my radio shift every day. So I have not left my house since Tuesday, which for me, that's really significant. That's impressive. I like to go. You do like to go. I like to go. Of all of us, you like to go the most. I do like to go. I like a good car ride. And I have not left my house. All I'm picturing is Martha as someone's little puppy. With her head out the window. (laughs) I like to go. I want to go. Where are we going? Do we need to get in the car? Can Can we we go go? to Target? Can we go? Can we go go shopping? I really really want to go shopping. Oh, look. Shoes. Let's go shopping. (laughs) That's me. I just miss Target. I miss Target, too. Does Target miss us? I think it does. Okay, good. Well, did you guys hear that they're starting to limit the amount of people that they're allowing in the stores at one time? As mm-hmm. they should. Oh, what's that number? Yeah. Um, I think it's... I think it probably depends on the store I think size. they have a line outside. It's, okay. It's one person per thousand feet of the store. Like, so however big the store is. Right. Divide that by a thousand. That's how many people are allowed in at one time. I went to Walmart this morning. This is how I know. Oh, uh, so did, I had to do my mom's grocery shopping. Were they keeping people from taking multiple people inside or well, only one door is open for people to go into mm-hmm. and they have it like blocked off. So you have to walk like all the way around and then all the way back around to go in. I guess they're doing that in case there's lines, but oh. it wasn't busy enough when I went this morning that there was any kind of line. But well, they sh- really should have done that a week ago. They, they and luckily, really should have. there's stuff on the shelves, which I'm glad to see. I watched the Joe Rogan Show podcast, and he was talking to an epidemiologist who explained the whole fucking thing exactly how it should have been explained in the first place to people. He was talking about how the virus is actually airborne. They were trying not to panic people, which they should have panicked people. Well, and I feel like some of the early messaging kind of bit us in the ass when they were like telling the 20 something year olds like oh you'll be fine like you won't get sick 
And so they all went like, cool, go to Florida for spring break. Yeah, and then they brought it back because yes. they're they're asymptomatic, but they're still spreading. Exactly. And they found out that in the first few days that you have it, when you don't feel sick, is when it's the worst for spreading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a lot of viruses that like when you don't feel sick, you're still able to like pass it to people. And I, I mean, I know they're trying not to cause a mass panic, but I feel like they did a disservice in being like, oh, like the younger people, like you're fine. Yeah, like, well, that was stupid. Oh, there are so many stupidness. You know, remember so I said that I thought Oklahoma City was doing a good job. We're not. Well, no. I was just thinking my company is doing a good job, I guess, because I kept watching the news and all this crazy shit's going on. And I'm thinking, dude, I've been home for a week. What's wrong with you people? We are uh, massively hindered by our governor, to be fair to us, because mm. um, it shouldn't be up to the cities. No. We're massively hindered by our governor, as is Florida, as is Georgia. Georgia just opened their beaches back up again, which is Jesus stupid. Christ. Um, and I read a tweet today, and I'm going to read it. Honestly, some states would be better off with a grilled cheese sandwich as a governor, and that's how I feel about ours. <laughs> mm, now I want a grilled cheese I was sandwich. Like, that sounds so good right Everything now. Everything would be better than him and the governor of Florida and Georgia and... Definitely Florida. For possi- sure Florida. Possibly I'm not even going to say the R word, Kay. This They've known about this me. shit for a long time. It's not a secret. That's the thing that cracks me up. What did they tell us? What did they tell us? Did you see pandemic the movie or contagion or contagion or any of those did you see them they were based on fact it's fact well there were some bright spots today for example i finally got to watch tiger king yes i watched all of it yesterday (laughs) i haven't watched the whole thing yet from end to end i was just like i'm not doing anything else and you know you know the only reason that i watched it is because my nephew brad who lives in chicago sent me a facebook message yesterday that said we have questions we just want to know if you voted for joe exotic for governor <laughs> 20 like, 20 percent of the people what? did and then he made reference to some name in there and i'm like okay that's it i have got to watch the goddamn thing just for the references and right in the first part bonnie mm-hmm. um there is a phone call from joe exotic from the jail guess mm-hmm. what county Grady County? Yep. Yeah, buddy. And that's where I live. I live in Grady yeah. County, Oklahoma. I Well, there was somebody who was talking about it, and they thought it was based on Tiger Safari that's in Tuttle. Well, it would kind of follow if it was, because that guy's just as batshit yeah. crazy as Joe Exotic is. Yeah. Well, you know, Kaylee worked out there for a while. I and remember Tyler that. And Kaylee watched it, and they're like, there's so many similarities. So many Well, Dylan did his public service out there. Yeah. You know, when he got caught with pot when he was younger. Mm-hmm. I had a friend <laughs> who did, who worked down there for six months. At Tiger Safari or Joe Exotic? Joe Exotic. <gasps> I'm a little crap. I, my terrible human side of me is so jealous that I didn't <laughs> grow up in Oklahoma because I didn't get to take trips to Joe Exotic. I think the best thing, though, did you watch Tiger King? Because if you did, oh, of course I a did. lot more of it is surprising. Like, I feel like there were things that happened, like the whole thing about the governor. And I feel like people who aren't from here were like, oh, my God, this is all so insane. I'm just like... I just ignored that episode because I was like, oh, I already know all this. Yeah, because we live here. Yeah, so we've I already like, seen it on I the know, news. Half of this is not new information. <laughs> yeah, the first few episodes have been pretty boring because I've seen all that. The only thing I didn't know about was this Carol Baskin thing. I oh. knew about that. 
I, knew I wasn't about really paying Texas attention. Texas Monthly has a great article on really the whole murder for hire plot part. Oh, that's right. Because you are so into true crime. You well, in Texas, Mon- in Texas Monthly is what does some of the best true crime reporting in the country. They are the shit. I mm-hmm. am learning all kinds of things today. Bonnie. They do some really great ones. Yeah, it's. <sighs> That's like when the My Favorite Murder Girls like do murder in Texas. It always comes out of Texas Monthly. It always comes from Texas Monthly. Hmm. I feel like I need a subscription to that just because. I do too. I feel like I need to monetarily support Texas Monthly. (laughs) Right. They're really good. And I feel like it's always like the same author too. I feel like it's like the same guy. It's one dude and I don't, I feel like his first name is Greg, but I can't remember. He might be your soulmate. You didn't know it. No, I can't date men named Greg because it's my dad's name. So oh. no name Greg oh, is going to cool, be my Cool, then I'll soulmate. take him if he's cute. <sighs> Megan, I'm into TikTok now. <laughs> yes. God I scrolled for like three hours the other day and I was like, it's 11? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, Shit. Did you get the paid advertisement from TikTok that tells you to stop scrolling and go to bed yet? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I was like... <laughs> are you watching me Uh, yeah after an hour and a half of scrolling or so it will it'll a little pop up and it's like some tiktok celebrity and they say hey you've been scrolling for a really long time are you you okay exactly (laughs) that's exactly what they say go to bed (laughs) and then i'm like stop judging me have you seen tiktok i mean i know what tiktok is but you haven't seen it it's okay. just like vine well, but longer. I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I just had to, you know, like connect with somebody else who who hadn't seen it. That will make me Well, I mean, Tyler showed me TikTok. I don't actually have an account on TikTok or anything. Oh, that's good. On like Tyler's. People's quarantine TikTok is con- content is amazing. People are hysterical. They're doing dances with their parents. It's so fun. Hey, whatever does it for you. Yeah. I mean, in 1918, they didn't have social media. That's true. So, I mean, I'll tell you, it's who, a sign of the times. You you should follow Penguin Teen, like the publishing house. Oh, okay. On TikTok because their girls and guys, there's mostly girls. Their content is like they set up like a book domino in their office and and did them in a color coordinated rainbow through the office and just knocked them all down and walked through the office. I could do that in my house. (laughs) I'm running out of tasks to do in my house. So I just went through. I cleaned out both of my bedroom closets this morning. Oh, my God. I've already deep cleaned the entire kitchen except for the oven because I don't have oven cleaner. But the next time I go to the store, I'm going to buy oven cleaner and then that will be done. So then all it's I have to deep clean the bathroom next, I guess, after I finish my bedroom, which will be finished tomorrow, unfortunately for me. So then I was like, well, you could rearrange all your books. Oh, I did that the other day. And then day. after that, I won't have anything left. For... Do you want me to talk about my hot neighbor and my ugly outfit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, because <laughs> so, uh... We, we got to have a hot neighbor story to make us feel better. <laughs> yeah, we do. So I haven't been here in a while uh, because I got, I had some car drama. I got hit by a garbage truck. <laughs> oh my God. Did I not tell you guys that's what happened? I guess yes. I, I knew that, but I having you Bonnie say did. it and me hear it in my ears, it sounds so much more dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I got hit by a garbage truck. I mean, this was it maybe five miles an hour because I was like still I was about 800 feet out of my own parking spot um so it was really slow which is good but 
I had to get a new car, which was really stressful because I was like, they're going to shut everything down. And I assumed that that would include car dealerships. So I was in full on panic mode because then also it's very hard to buy a car. It's hard to buy a car and to have to make a decision that big Uh in like a split second. Ouch. Well, and the last car I bought was with cash. Like I bought it off Craigslist with cash the last time. So this was like the first big car purchase I've ever made. So it was super stressful. Sorted it out. On Saturday, I bought my new car, which is really exciting. But yay. So, so just so, wait, 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 wait. What yeah. kind of a car is it? I got a 2016 Nissan Rogue. And its name is? Mordecai. Awesome. His nickname is Morty for short. Oh. <laughs> and he is a pretty, pretty thing. He's pretty. Um, so I... I think it was it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I had to go pick up some prescriptions from Walgreens and it was after work. And so I was in my work clothes, which consisted of pajama shorts and a too big t-shirt. So I put on top of that and no bra. That's a really important part of the story. Your, your daytime pajamas. My daytime pajamas. <laughs> so I put on a sweater and I put on my Birkenstocks. You do when you're not wearing a bra. <laughs> you just put on a sweater. Yeah, exactly. And, and Birkenstocks. Don't exactly. forget that. So that I could go out to the car. Because I wasn't going to be getting out of the car. I was just going to go through the drive-thru. Oh, God. So I was like, this is fine. So I got in the car with this outfit. Everything. I went to Walgreens. No one looked twice at me. It was fine. So I don't know what state my hair was in, but it had to have been bad. Because my hair has just been bad. So... <laughs> I pull back up to my into my parking spot. And his parking spot is right next his to hers. Is next to mine. And I park directly in front of his apartment is where my parking spot is. And so I didn't see anyone. And I guess I just wasn't paying very good attention. And so I got out of the car with my prescriptions in this outfit. <laughs> I start walking. apparently he was just down a couple cars with his dog he was like hey i see you in your new car (laughs) thank goodness i was facing away from him because i know that my face just had to have dropped it's like no. so then um he was like so then i turned around and talked to him and we chatted for a couple minutes <laughs> you chatted and you were standing there in your birkenstocks mortified wondering if you were gonna crawl under your car the and no die. bra part was the really upsetting part because i was like this is not good at all i feel like this <laughs> is a great start to a hallmark movie <laughs> the whole look was bad um <laughs> They fell in love, so he was, even though she had It was no a really good the meet first cute. Time they met. No. I've met him so many times, it's too late for a meet cute. It's a reintroduced cute. <laughs> a reintroduction from like the week before. Yes. So we have a conversation. I'm just mortified the entire time. I was like, you have to end this conversation. You have to go. You have to eject out of this conversation. Eject! <laughs> oh, he's so nice. It's not fair. Anyway, uh, my hot neighbor likes my car. I looked atrocious. <laughs> the <laughs> end. <laughs> it just never goes I mean, well. But really, has anyone put much of a bra on in the past two weeks? I put a real bra on today, and I'm not happy about it. My boobs are like 
What are we doing? I mean, Bonnie, Bonnie's what been having under, to go to work. What so. is underwire? Bonnie's at her house, so she maybe doesn't have a bra on. Do you have a bra on? Well, no, I have a bra on because I went to Walmart today. Okay. I have to put my bra on to go to Walmart. Do you not no, take your optional. bra off as soon as you enter the house? Well, I was cleaning, and I wear a bra when I clean because, I mean, you get That way sweaty. she doesn't have to sweep up her boobs in the... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you've ever tried to wash your tub without a bra on, your boobs are like washing the side of the tub while you're washing the other side. That's true. I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That is annoying. I did that one time in this tank top with the comment and the whole thing, and I had two bleach marks on my boobs from where it had gotten into the tub. You bleach your nipples, honey. Because they're so had, awful like, white. Right here on my boobs. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> Somebody was saying that everybody should just make the mask out of their bras because they're not using them anyway. Uh, <laughs> my bra is as big as my face. That's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, it's got to cover most of your face anyway. It would cover my eyes. <laughs> you couldn't, well, problem. Yeah, yeah, my bra would be like. Yeah, just like this. Like Full face. I don't. Out. Yours would not cover no. your whole face, Martha. No, but I'm just wondering if it would cover my mouth. It's so small. <laughs> we have opposite problems. Yeah, I know. Wasn't there a governor? I feel like did a press conference with the mask, and he like put it on, and it was like covered his whole face. He didn't like pull it down far enough, and it was like way up to his eyeballs. <laughs> Somebody made a like parody of it at a tick on TikTok. Oh. One of the nurses was like, "I think there's something wrong here." You okay. know what we need to do, Alyssa, is we need to make a, ma- a face mask out of ours and cut eye holes out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can put goggles over top. <laughs> Keep it sealed. Keep it sealed. <laughs> I want pictures. We could be like the teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> I am so serious. I really want you guys to take an old bra and do it. I would, but bras are like $70 when you have big boobs. So Surely you have several hundred broken ones around like Vonnie does. I do not. Do you guys live close to each other? Make it happen, Vonnie. <laughs> I think Vonnie's got broken ones, or do you throw yours out? I don't think I have any broken ones, but I have some, one that, some that are so uncomfortable I don't wear. Yeah, see, same thing. I can eat That's Especially if you got a little padding in there, that'd be perfect. I used to have goggles, too. Where are they? I would Instagram the shit out of this picture. <laughs> I think we should put it on our Instagram page. That'd be awesome. I'll look for my goggles. <laughs> I got one more thing to go through in my bedroom anyway. I've gone through everything She's except like ready. She's... one set of drawers. I have nothing better to do than go through my shit and be like, get rid hey, of that, get rid of that, get rid of get rid of it all. It'll be less stressful. Just don't then. take it to the Goodwill and leave it in front of the fucking store like everybody else on the planet because all that stuff's going to have to be thrown away. No, I'm just keeping it in my car. It's going to be in her car till the next pandemic, you know, in 20. Well, because I was like, I got to get it out of the house because there's nowhere to put anything because I live in a one bedroom apartment. So I was like. We'll put it in your car until, you know, Mm -hmm. Goodwill opens again. Yeah. It's actually pretty smart. It's safe in there. Mm -hmm. 
I have a very small Goodwill pile right now because I already binged or purged. You probably my walked right past my three bags of shit that I had in my garage for the past six months that I never right. got over to Goodwill. That's what you do with Goodwill bags: is you, you them fill your... them and then they sit First for they six sit months in the hall, and yeah. then after they've sat in the hall for three months, then they go out to the garage for three months, and after they sat in the garage for three months, they go in the back of my car for six months, and then they go to Goodwill. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, there's a timeline. That's the exact timeline. It takes a full year for clothes to get yep. from the closet to goodwill and by that yes. time you've already filled up two more bags exactly mm-hmm. and then the whole process starts all over again so you make sure you always have bags it's of like things you wanted to get rid of pushing the rock up the <laughs> yeah. hill and rolling down again and I pushing know. the rock up the hill so what books are we going to talk about today i read this is how it always is by Lori frankel today this week whatever and it's another one of the reese witherspoon um book club books because now I'm going through her list now because, you know, that's what I do. And this one was pretty good. It was about a mother who's a doctor, and she works at an ER, and she has five boys. And her youngest one, Claude, when he's about three years old, he tells his mom, you know, his mom asks him the question, like, you do all little kids. What do you want to be when you grow up? And he tells her that he wants to be a girl. At three years old, he started, I want to be a girl. And when he went to like kindergarten, he would wear a dress downstairs to breakfast, go upstairs and change into his kindergarten clothes. And then as soon as he came home, he would put a dress back on. So very early on in his life, he knew that he was transgender and he identified as a female. So when the kids, when they're like 10, I think is how old Claude was, and she and Claude is the youngest one of the bunch, they move from Wisconsin to Seattle. And when they move to Seattle, Claude decides that, um, that she's going to be Poppy. So she decides that she's going to be a girl. So when she starts school, she starts as a little girl. And of course, you know, nobody knows the difference because, you know, that's how they know her. Well, the little girls have uh, stalls in the bathroom, so that wouldn't be a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. And well, at 10 years old, you don't change for gym or anything like that. So it's not really anything if you did like if they went swimming or whatever, she could go into the stall and change. It wasn't that big a deal. So everything is going on all hunky-dory, and then the secret comes out. And it's just kind of about how the parents handle it and um, what it was like for for Claude slash Poppy trying to figure out what, you know, what she wanted out of life and so on and so forth. And uh, it was a pretty good book. I mean, it was very insightful. So it just kind of made you think what you would do in that situation. Like if your little boy decided that he wanted to be a little girl, what would, how would you handle it? What would you do? And it's told from the mother's perspective. So it's something that I could, I could relate with because, you know, she's a mom. She wants the best for her kids. She wants her kids to be happy and so on and so forth. But it was a really good book. I enjoyed it. And the fact that she already had four kids, I mean, 
makes right, makes because, it a better book, I would think, because she's already established how she's gonna be as a mom, and then ha- to have this new challenge, it sounds like she reacted pretty well. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's interesting how the rest of the kids reacted to it too, because you got to remember it's it's a house full of boys. She had she had um two boys, and then a set of twins, and then Claude. So Claude is the youngest. And so she has all these rowdy boys and how they identify with a transgender sibling. I mean, it was good. I liked it. That's I a very it. interesting story. Yeah, it was well written. It wasn't, it was touchy feely without being too touchy feeling. It wasn't like a sad book. There were parts of it that were sad and parts of it that you were going, that's just freaking terrible. And then, but it wasn't overwhelmingly sad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was good. I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, it was one of the better books. So I would recommend this to somebody. Awesome. And that was called This Is How It Always Is by Lori Frankel. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. Now we'll go to Alyssa. Okay. Because now it really will be in a line. No, yeah, now we're back in order. I read The Day of the Duchess by Sarah McLean, and for those of you who want to read it, it is the third in a series, but it doesn't matter. Okay. It also stands alone. So this uh, was a bit of a departure for me because this is a story about a couple that's already married. Oh. Um, a romance book where the couple's already together? Yeah, it's not super uncommon. It's just I don't... I haven't really read them or liked them very much in the past because as a not married person I'm like (laughs) you're like fuck those guys I don't (laughs) (laughs) these are not problems that like I easily identify with (laughs) that's fair as a not married person so this marriage is between Malcolm and Sarah and when they originally got together it was because they fell in love which is not usually how these start oh this is a historical (laughs) Ah, so today. yeah, the h- whole historical yeah. thing where people didn't usually marry for love. So usually in these, when you have a married couple that's falling, like is falling in love, because that's the point of a romance is usually they married for convenience and then they fall in love. So this one, they actually got married because they fell in love. Um, but it turned out Sarah's mom had a plot to quote unquote trap him so that he couldn't get away because it wasn't clear if he was going to propose to her or not. And so they kind of entrapped them in a compromising position so that he would have to marry her. And this was deeply upsetting to him. And when did he find out about that? Well, um, pretty quickly. Oh, it wasn't after they were married? No. Oh. So then they were falling in love. Really and they were And they were about to be engaged and... Her mom enacted the trap, and then Sarah was kind of a part of it, um, and that was deeply upsetting to him, understandably. And so we've um, had some devious they, moms in the past couple books. There the are a lot weeks. of devious moms in the books that I read. Um, the mom enacted the trap, um, but they get married anyway. It's obviously not a very good start for a marriage. He kind of sends her away and says he doesn't want to see her ever again. Um, but she ends up coming back because she's pregnant. She ends up losing the baby, um, and she ends up running away to America because his mom suggests that in order for him to be able to carry on the family name 
um because he's a duke and that's important to them or whatever um, <laughs> you're gonna say because he's a dude <laughs> <laughs> i just expected you i don't know because <laughs> he's a dude because he's a dude he's a dude um so she runs away to America and he spends the next three years looking for her and can't find Aww. her. But she comes because he does love her and realizes that he wants to fix things. But then she's already run away. So the timing's off. So they she ends up coming back and she walks into Parliament because that's what you did when you were a duke. If you had a title, you got to be in Parliament. Yes. So he she comes back and walks into Parliament and says, I want a divorce. Oh, shit. Because you couldn't just get a divorce then. They had to grant it had to be granted. Yes. And part of that was it had to be voted on by Parliament. Yeah, because that's going to end well. Wild. So the rest of the book is him trying to win her back and convince her not to divorce him in the end. It's a really good book. One of the best parts of it is he's created this underwater ballroom for her. So he has this Er? kind of like her. No, I said er. Like what? So he it and it's based on a real one which is the coolest thing ever. So what it is, is they would, cause they used to make these things called follies. And so it was basically like a fake, like it would be fake ruins or like a fake castle that was like just mm. a tower. And they're really popular um, in Europe, especially in England. And so what he did was he made a lake. But so first what he did was he built the tunnel in the ballroom and the ceiling was all glass and like wrought iron and stone so that it could withstand the pressure of the water. And then what they would do is they would fill the water in on top. But so it's based on a real one that exists like still today. It's beautiful and awesome. Megan's holding her phone up to the computer screen (laughs) so that Bonnie can see it on Zoom. Can you read the name of it out so if people want to look it up, they can? It's the Whitley Wonder Underwater Ballroom. It's so cool like that was my big takeaway from the this was a great book there was one of my favorite things is when men pine for women like there's just so many emotions and he loves her so much i love pining and there was so much mutual pining in this book oh my god it was so good but also underwater ballroom (laughs) you had an underwater (laughs) ballroom that is real (laughs) it is it's so cool so that was the day of the duchess by sarah mclean underwater ballroom <laughs> she had to get that in one last time i mean it is pretty badass it's looking so cool. <laughs> i immediately had to google because i was like what it's real yes <laughs> and now i need to figure out what town that's in and i need to take myself there as soon as we're allowed to leave the country never we're never going anywhere again the state the oh neighborhood, we the need block. a vacation so bad already i haven't even used any of my vacation days this year like i need to roll that shit over bonus if i get sick i can still work from home so i don't use vacation well that yeah i've been working from home so i can sit on the couch while i'm sick and work (laughs) bright side i'll feel horrible but also feel good about not using my pto yeah all right megan you're up all right megan megan that's me or madge whichever Madge. That's what one of my good friends calls me. I always know when it's his friends talking to me because he's the only one that calls me Madge. Mm. And all of his friends call me Madge. So every once in a while, someone will like stumble upon it on their own. They'll be like, Madge. I'll be like, that's weird. You don't know Will. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, and how did you come up with this? 
Um, but there's logic because it's how I spell my name. Um, so this week I am reviewing How to Hang a Witch by Adriana Mather. And this is a YA book with history, but set in modern time. So Adriana Mather as an author, I found because when I, of the first, one of the first books I reviewed on the podcast was Killing November. And she also wrote those, but these were her kind of first books as an author, the How to Hang a Witch book. And I'm a little envious of her family genealogy because she has ancestors from Salem. Spoiler alert. He was not a good dude. He was one of the judges and stuff. What? And one of her ancestors survived the sinking of the Titanic. Damn. And I'm like, how crazy is your gene pool? And I need to read all your books. So um, How to Hang a Witch, she channels her inner Salem ancestry. And we meet this the main character. And she has moved back to Salem. They're living in their ancestral home. Um, her father is in a mysterious coma in the hospital in Boston. They originally lived in New York. Her and her stepmom moved back to Salem. Dad gets transferred to a Boston hospital. And we quickly learn um, that the descendants of Salem don't like her because in the story, her last name is still Mather. She used her last name to keep it kind of historically based. And because Mather was one of the judges and one of the pot stirrers of the Salem witch trials. So the descendants of the witches don't want to deal with her. They're like, get the fuck out. You don't belong here. And so much like high school drama, the descendants are very much kind of a little bit of a cult in their own right in the high school. They're like the, the girls that everybody wants to be good in good with. And they always wear all black and they're very distinguished and we quickly learn that our character friend, and whose name I can't think of off the top of my head right now, Sam. Her name is Sam. That's it. Um, Sam realizes that she can see spirits. And she finds out this the hard way because she finds hidden love letters in the wardrobe in her bedroom in their home. And when she has the letters, all of a sudden they disappear. And she's like, where did they go? And then she find, all of a sudden she sees the spirit... And they kind of team up and become friends. And he's helping kind of guide her because there's all of a sudden a lot of mysterious deaths happening in Salem since she came to town. Like, shit has gone wrong. People are dying left and right. And there's a connection that they all seem to be coming from descendants' lines from de- of the witches' side of the Salem trials. Mm. Yeah. And so there's... Some kind of figuring out what's happening and her and the ghost friend and try to kind of figure it out. So she has her spirit boyfriend um, helping kind of guide her and try to figure out how her appearance in town is connected to the mysterious deaths of the descendants family members. And she also has the human boy f- boy across the street who she really likes and who really likes her, of course, because it's YA. So you got to have a little bit of that in there. And her trying to decide if she can trust him and how much can she tell him? Because if she tries to tell him, like, I see spirits, is he going to be like, what is wrong with you? This is Salem, but even that's weird. Uh, so there's a little bit of back and forth with her. Um, 
there's a really interesting twist that I don't want to give away because it was kind of awesome that somebody that you know in the story turns out to be something totally different and somebody totally different. So that was kind of cool. But it was just really interesting to kind of get the history pieces of Salem. And obviously there was some license taken. Some of the like characters kind of aren't exactly who they're supposed to be in the history. But they're still pretty close. Like she uses their names and she talks about her ancestor and his parts that he played in the witch trials. And just a good blend of here's the what a little bit of history of Salem with a little bit of a like supernatural twist. But still really fun and really entertaining and I loved it and I have the second one on hold on the library right now because it's about the Titanic Ooh, yeah so I just really like I, anytime you get history stuff I'm down for especially in YA when you get to have a little bit more fun with it and it doesn't get as deep and dense in some places that some of the historical fiction can go so I just I thought it was really fun don't get a whole lot of Salem error era historical fiction you get a lot more of that world war ii era so it's always fun when they branch out a little bit and pick a different genre a different era rather i guess but it was super fun i highly recommend it i gave it five stars and that was how to hang a witch by adriana mather awesome 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 having a conversation with dylan's ex-girlfriend who's telling me that he has to pay her for the car insurance. I looked up. Oh, wait, they broke up. She seemed so nice. Yeah, they broke up. Oh, yeah, up. did you miss that? I inserted foot and mouth jokingly when they went camping, and then I bit me later. Oh, no. No, because I've been, I haven't, I've been in car world for, like, three weeks. Okay, I'm sitting here playing on Facebook because, you know, I can. And I'm looking at these um, pictures of people and what they're doing for masks since you know you can't find any masks and there's a picture of an elderly couple and they're using sanitary pads with wings i actually they're, saw that yes <laughs> hey that's got a lot of has a scuba mask on it's got a lot of padding man i have a book recommendation for you oh, hit me uh based solely on this book that you've just reviewed have you read any meg cabot Yes. So Meg Cabot is my all-time favorite person. She is amazing. Um, have you read the Mediator series? No. It's YA. Okay. Um, and it is about a liaison between the living and the dead. Ooh. And this is out in California, so you get a lot of history of like the state of California. Ooh. There's also she also has a hot ghost boyfriend. Uh, gotta love a hot ghost boyfriend. Hot ghost boyfriend. Um, but it's That's, really that good. Needs to be added to my and wheelhouse. And it's history that I didn't really know anything about because I know nothing about the state of California. The Mediator. The Mediator series. series. The first one is called the Shat. Is called Shadowland. Okay. She has such good books because she wrote Abandoned, right? That Abandoned series. Yes. Yes. So this is kind of. I think she wrote them at the same time. Okay. Um. But oh, it's so. I th- what was the first one was shadow what Shadowland shadow. one word shadow I think I like this one better than the abandoned series oh no she wrote this before the abandoned series okay. I was thinking of the 1-800 where are you series which is another YA series she wrote she's so prolific in she's her writing so prolific she writes such great stuff I need to review she has before she started writing teen for teens she actually started in historical romance under the name Patricia Cabot, and her books are really hard to find. Oh. I haven't reviewed one. I should do that. 
There you go. I don't think I've reviewed any Meg Cabot on here. I feel like I'd have to look at the spreadsheet. Maybe I have one. I feel like I saw one, but I could just be because Mm. I I see her name all the time. I've done one, but she has so many. She really, and it's funny because somebody will be like, well, this, though I'll like see your name and they'll be like, how many books has that woman written? Oh, Jinx is good too. Jinx? It's a standalone YA and it involves magic. It's really good too. I do like some magic. All right. Sorry, Sorry, Martha. No, my bad. I was trying to figure this shit out. It's complicated when kids break up. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh so he's at that face. He's, he's at the anger he's phase of mad. Grief. He's just anger now. Yes, he's just mad. Pure anger. Yes. Because she left. He didn't. Oh. So. Uh, this week I read something I have been on hold for forever. And I, I got on hold for this because I read... Station 11, which I talked to you guys about last week or the week before. We talked about it a couple of times. Yeah, it's a great pandemic novel and I loved it so much. So as soon as I noticed that the library had this, you know, because they do the preview thing where they tell you that that it's going to arrive on a certain date and you can get in line. Well, I've been in line for this thing for probably six months. Oh my gosh. Waiting because I really, really wanted to read it. So it's called The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. The really hard thing about this book is that I really wanted to love it because I really love her writing style. And there wasn't a thing wrong with it when it comes to that. I, don't, I kind of wonder if I had read this at a different time, if I might have liked it more. But it really just didn't have a lot of... It's sort of like when you go to a beautiful place and you're admiring the view, but you're a tiny bit underwhelmed after a while. You know, after you've been looking at the view for a while, you're like, is that all there is? That's how I feel about the Grand Canyon. Yeah, this this that's book was the Grand Canyon for me. That's how I felt about Stonehenge. I wanted to be in awe of it. Because I really, really liked, I liked the, the writing so much that it was hard not to I couldn't stop reading it because I kept thinking okay this is gonna get better I know it'll get better well it really didn't get that much better Mm. Um, it's about that's the other thing as I'm sitting there going well if I review this then I'm gonna have to say what it's about you are (laughs) yes you are how it works on this podcast I don't know if you know this or not but it's a book Podcast. Really fucking hard to tell you what this book is about because it's oh. one of those books. Oh, okay. Uh, the main character's name is Vincent, and she's a girl. Love it. Yeah, we love a, a weird, cool. She, we love a cool name. Yeah, she's got a cool name, and you know that she and her brother don't have a fantastic relationship because she was the second child. She was okay. Her brother, what the fuck was her brother's name? Peter, I think. I don't even remember. I really didn't care enough to remember his name. Anyway, he, um, the brother was the first son of the dad. And then the dad left and married somebody else. And Vincent was the child. Well, he sort of blamed her for everything. The brother did? Yes. Okay. For taking her, his dad away. You know how kids are. Mm -hmm. And he just sort of never got over that. He was a little dick. And he was an addict on top of everything else. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the book as well. 
And as adults is sort of when most of the book takes place. You know that they both lived on this island in the middle of um, in Van- on Vancouver Island. You know they lived there. And you know that it was really isolated. You could only get there by boat. You know that um, their mother disappeared and was presumed drowned. Or, wait, was it her mother or their mother? Maybe they had the same mother. What? Oh, God, How could they have the same mother if the dad left his mom? I can't remember if it was her that left or him that left. Anyway. Somebody left somebody. Like I said, I just didn't care. They enough. share one parent, not the other. Yeah, they <laughs> yes. share they share a parent. Anyway, the mom, her mom, Vincent's mom, just disappears. And they think that she drowned. They're pretty sure she drowned. And that's just sort of shapes them. Well, time goes on. Pretty soon... Vincent is an adult and she's back on the island and she's bartending in this hotel. It's a five-star hotel on the northern tip of Vancouver Island. And it is this beautiful, massively big glass windows and um, cedar and it's just gorgeous hotel. So she's tending bar and he is working there as well as a waiter or cleaner or some shit he's he's come back and asked her to give him a job get him a job because he's been out of rehab you know and all that kind of stuff so she gets him a job and he vandalizes the window of the hotel he writes on it with an acid marker and he writes i want you to eat broken glass That's a little aggressive. Or something along those lines. Well, everybody thinks that it was um, focused on this millionaire who was in the bar at the time. Well, Vincent, and who is the bartender, and this rich guy end up together eventually. It's like you don't hear anything about her. She just sort of disappears off the face face of the earth and then reappears five years later married to this rich dude. And you don't really know how they got together or anything. Vincent is one of these, she's like a chameleon. She just sort of takes on the taste of whatever dish you put her in, mm-hmm. you know? And she, it's like, this was a meandering book. Oh, I don't do meandering. It was so beautifully written. And you keep thinking, oh man, you know, this is going somewhere. The description talks about a Ponzi scheme. So you don't really even get to the Ponzi scheme until way later in the book. Hmm. So it's like, ugh, I don't know. I just had a really hard time with it. That's always frustrating when you've been really looking forward to a book and then it just kind of goes. Pfft. Well, usually I'm pretty forgiving, but for some reason I was just like, oh God, really? But it was so, her writing is so beautiful that I just sort of was lulled into it. But then when I finished it, it was like, that didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. I just wasted time even though I I have plenty of time to waste (laughs) it was just very unsatisfying yeah it was an unsatisfying read and if you look at Goodreads people gave it five stars 
They loved it. But she does have a beautiful writing style. So it's really hard for me to guess if maybe I just read it at a shitty time Hmm. or if I missed something. You know, it was The Witch of Willow Hall by Hester Fox. I'm obsessed with two books out, but they're both very good. The Witch of Hold on, I gotta. I'm adding. Okay, guys, I'm I'm fixing to lose you in about ten minutes. I got ten minutes worth of battery left. Okay. 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 We're almost done anyway. (laughs) (gasps) Echo. Hey, Echo. Hi, sweet baby. I love that we're talking to the deaf dog. I know. I talk to her all the time. <laughs> all right. So anyway, that was called The uh, the Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. And it did have some beautiful moments, you guys. It was really beautiful. It was a beautiful book. It was like the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful place, but you can only look at it so long before you get bored. Yeah. Sorry, Emily. I really loved your first book. Sorry, Grand Canyon. (laughs) I could go to the Grand Canyon right now for something to do. I bet you could. Echo. Echo is on Zoom right now. Look at that pretty girl. Looking looking at us right in in our face. And she can't hear a damn thing we're saying. She's licking her mom's arm. She's licking her mom's face. She's like, you haven't paid attention to me in two hours, you bitch. bitch. Oh my God, my dog is losing her mind at my house. She's like, you're here. Why won't you look at me? Echo. Echo. <laughs> Again, she can't hear you. I know, I know. It's stupid. Isn't it funny that you that I baby talk to a deaf dog? <laughs> oh, you're you. such a cute baby. She's I was, not looking I was at singing all. Britney Spears songs to her before I got on the podcast. <laughs> Whatever, Echo. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I won this. I'm in the chair now. <laughs> My dog has been switching between like just ecstatic that I'm home and then utter despair that I won't pay attention to her every moment that I'm at home. Mm, yeah. She's like, why don't you look at me? Why are you working? Yeah, Chloe, Chloe was sitting outside the window. She can't figure out why the hell I'm in this room all the time. <laughs> she tips her head sideways because she can hear something going on in here and she doesn't know what the fuck why are you in there mom because this is doing she just walked by the window a second ago she she lays right outside the window she wants to be with you a little bit she's an outside dog you guys well but this is like that's a good way for her to be with you she does she She lays right by that window she can hear you right there probably she can she serenaded us at the start of our zoom call because the sirens were going off Mm -hmm. because it was noon on a saturday Yeah, we, we had the song of Annabelle her people. Annabelle does that too, but hers is more like a high-pitched shriek. Yeah. She serenaded us to bring us into the Zoom conference this morning. <laughs> the only thing I really have in in my bag of tricks this week is the Tiger King, and it's not even a very good bag of tricks because I'm not done yet. That is one weird fucking guy, though. Oh, yeah. I, well, feel, I thought uh, that when his trial was on the news that he was a freaking weirdo. Yeah, it, you, it was not really a surprise. So you he's know, a here's a good. I read this on um, one of the Murderino groups. You can actually like email him through the prison mail, like email system, and his inbox is full. 
and you can put money in his like expense account for the prison to buy like whatever they buy with commissary commissary things it's also maxed out because so many people have put shit in his account and sent him mail that you can't what the actual (laughs) fuck girl he tried to have someone killed what are you doing they people are crazy i'm telling you i mean i'm not convinced what is the the draw for women to dig guys who are in prison i don't think people dig joe exotic i don't dig guys in prison i dig the psychology of what the fuck happened to you is that why you like communicate with prisoners megan i don't communicate with prisoners (laughs) bonnie i thought i was gonna get her i thought i was gonna get her to confess no, but I do watch a lot of true crime. She is blushing a little, though. Maybe she really does communicate with <laughs> no. the prisoners. Come no. on, Megan, spill it! No. Spill it! I mean, if it were Ted Bundy, maybe. <laughs> but but well, he did. Well, you know, they do have websites that you can go in and be prisoner pen pals. Yeah, because Bonnie has yes, done that. We already knew that you did it. I was well, trying- I mean, when I was younger, I did it. But I actually, when I was um, cyber-stalking somebody that I met on a dating site... I found his um, prison pen pal thing on the internet. When he was a prisoner? Well, he wasn't a prisoner anymore, but when he was in prison. Oh. Which he hadn't told me about, so I obviously quit talking to him. Hmm. Well, we know where Vonnie stands on the whole prisoner relationship thing now that she's grown up. Listen, I'll write to you when you're in the pen, but I don't want to date you when you get out. Is it is that a commitment issue, Bonnie? <laughs> I like you when you're over there, but not when you're over here. And the dude had a tattoo on his penis. That's just <gasps> weird. <laughs> if you okay, you shocked faces. us into silence now. But now we, Bonnie, now we have to know what he had tattooed no, on his don't. penis. Yes, I do. <laughs> Megan's taking her headphones off. She doesn't want to know. Tell me. I have to know what, what was on his penis. It was just a little man. It was like this little guy that he had like at the very base of his penis. Why? So why? he was so he could say fuck you to the man? Men. I don't know. I kind of wonder. Answer this question for us. <laughs> Please answer this question. Please directly why? message someone other than the Instagram. Answer account. for your fellow man. I don't know. I, I why do you get a penis tattoo? I don't. <laughs> I think I see your penis tattoo. I think I have a better question. <laughs> How did you know he had a tattoo okay, because it's on online his dating penis. And guys like to send you pictures of their penis. That's She's not fair. wrong. I never met this guy in person. I, I just like I said, hey, send me a picture. It was one of the guys that I said, send me a pic, and I didn't specify his face. Yeah, you're going to be specific. of his penis tattoo. Well, I mean, it was really hard to see because he hadn't groomed lately. (laughs) I um, think on that note, that's going to do it for (laughs) Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.